Hey everybody, I'm Nick Davis. Welcome to Simply Not Easy, the podcast about simple action steps to improve the journey of your life as I work to improve the journey of my own. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back for another great episode of Simply Not Easy. I'm crazy pumped up today. It's been a fantastic day. Yeah, so today I've been doing a lot of shadowing, um, just really getting to observe some great physical therapists at San Francisco CrossFit. And it's great being able to see the work that they do, um, how they treat the patients that they treat. And they're going after something where they, I should say they've been going after something for a very long time since they started working there. And that's really that patient gap, the gap between, you know, typical kind of quote unquote physical therapy when you're done with that, then performance. Um, and so there's really such a gap in between there and some of the typical ways we look at patients and the spectrum of movement. So when you consider movement, I mean, it's just, we should be able to move our whole lives. And yes, when people are in pain, they move very differently or they can move differently or that can limit them in different ways. Um, but that's not necessarily a factor to say all hands off and you have to take an extremely, extremely light approach. And I'm really excited about what these PTs are doing at San Francisco CrossFit because it's it's bridging that gap because it's not all of a sudden just, hey, you're in a typical kind of quote-unquote PT setting and then you've been discharged, you're good to go on. Am I really? But then, you know, the patient questions, am I good enough to start my fitness program again or not? Um, or how do I get back to fitness from there? Or some people just say, hey, it's good enough that I'm healthy, that I'm quote-unquote healed, not and I'm gonna, you know, there's a difference between healthy and not sick, absolutely. Um, but then some people don't even start up another fitness program or anything or get themselves on track going after goals. I'm not necessarily saying that CrossFit is the answer or the key, but I think it's so important to look at the entire spectrum of movement for the human body and what we're capable of and how to progress from there. Now, there are a lot of PTs out there that do a good job of this. There are a lot of PTs out there that you know, they take a person from injury to getting better, to rehab, to getting them back to a strength program, getting them back to exactly what they want to be doing throughout their life, and potentially, potentially even following them through that to help keep them getting better and better from there. But unfortunately, that's a minority. Um, you know, honestly, at this stage in the game right now, insurance isn't paying for all that stuff very much. It's not doing a great job of supporting the health of our population. Insurance supports the not, insurance supports our population being less sick. Insurance doesn't support our population being healthy. And I think that's something that we're gonna have to change in the future. Or as we see, you know, other physical therapy, cash-based practices that can be more competitive, that can give that quality time, quality care for really exactly what patients are looking for. I think that's where things are moving forward in the future. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm really pumped up. I'm excited about all the things I've been learning today so far. Um, we'll continue to learn later today after this little break and we'll be there tomorrow again for. So, you know, um, getting some great physical therapy education here from an opportunity that I helped create and that they were uh, fortunate enough to take me on board for. So, you know, I'm learning from Sean McBride up there. I'm, le I'm learning from Roop uh, Cioto. And, you know, tomorrow I'll be working with those guys as well as Kelly Starrett as well. So it'll be a fantastic time, kind of big names uh, in the business, at least that side of the performance physical therapy standpoint. 
So it's been amazing there so far. But I don't want to disappoint for all you guys out there. Today is absolutely a Muscle Monday for the Simply Not Easy podcast. So the muscle we're talking about today is the lats or the latissimus dorsi. Uh, Dorsi, you know, referring to dolphins, the dorsal side, dorsal horn, dorsal fin. Um, So it's on the back. So the latissimus dorsi are from here on out. I'm just going to call it the lat. The lat is that huge muscle kind of that spans um, on your back. It goes from the from your armpit all the way down towards your butt. Huge, huge muscle. That's a typical pull-up muscle you think of. And so again, we're going to start this out how we start off every other Muscle Monday, talking about its anatomy, kind of where it goes, what the muscle is comprised of. So your back has a wide variety of muscles in it. And some that are more superficial, which means closer to the skin, or some that are a lot deeper down in deeper layers. Well, really for that superficial layer of the back, it's really only two muscles to a certain extent. It's your, trape- it's your trapezius, which has three different portions to it. You might have heard of the upper traps a lot, where well, you got the upper traps, mid traps, and lower trap. And that kind of makes a rhomboid diamond shape right in the middle of the back in there. Well then, after that, you've got your lats, that each of those kind of come down from the armpit down towards the lower back and butt area, and they make a nice V coming down. And those are the wing muscles. Those are, you know, if you lift your arm up in the air, and those two kind of flabs that make up your armpit area, for some people more muscular, for some people less muscular, the back one, that's your lat coming right up through. So, where does it start? Well, it starts everywhere, so I'm going to go over its insertion first. It inserts into the front part of the shoulder. Um, So again, you follow that kind of back part of the armpit up, it goes in there, and it continues to wrap around the forward part, and it goes kind of right where that biceps long head tendon is that we talked about in a previous episode, but it's right towards that front of the shoulder, what they call kind of in that sulcus of the anterior humerus, the anterior shoulder. And it's right between the insertion of your teres major and your pec major. So all those kind of three muscles that internally rotate the shoulder sit right in that area, right in the front of the shoulder. Then um, going down to starting at its origin. So where the heck does the lat originate from? What comprises all of its area? Where, well, it attaches down towards the ilium the hip bone um, through that thoracolumbar fascia, which is a really thick fascial layer of connective tissue down in that lower lumbar area. That's extremely important. The lats also attach to your inferior ribs. So you've got 12 ribs in your body, or most people have 12 ribs in their body, I should say, some abnormalities, but it really attaches to ribs like nine through 12, those lower ones right down there. It also attaches at the lower spinous processes. You know, for most people that's around, you know, roughly T7 or so and down lower. So the spinous processes of T7 to all the way down till about L5 or so. Then some people consider this more of an origin. Some people consider it more of an insertion. I'm gonna call it an insertion for this for the sake of its action. But the lat also does show some attachments to that very, very inferior border of your scapula, of your shoulder blade. So it attaches to that very lower part of the shoulder blade as well as having its main tendinous insertion on the humerus, on your arm or your shoulder complex. 
So that's kind of the anatomy. It spreads from all the way down by the butt, all the way up, attaches right to the shoulder there, and it attaches through that th very thick thoracolumbar fascia tissue to help, to help stabilize that back area. So again, this is a muscle that is very important. It's very important for a lot of strength. It's also for stabilization, but it's also a very important muscle in terms of it can limit mobility for people. So we're gonna get into that and kind of how to best address different uh, scenarios and situations that can occur with this lat muscle. Now talking about real quick, it's innervation, how it gets power. It gets this innervation from a nerve called the thoracodorsal nerve. And that comes off a certain part of the brachial plexus, kind of off that middle portion. And it comes from the spinal nerve roots of C6, C7, and C8. So that's just kind of where it gets its kind of supply from the brain going straight down to the muscle. So now we're gonna talk about the action, probably the part that most you care the most about. So the lat, it has three major actions that it does at the shoulder we're gonna focus on. I did talk very briefly about how it can attach and does attach to that inferior border, inferior angle of the scapula. So it is a minor scapular depressor. It does lower depress that, sca that shoulder blade. So that's an action as well. But its main actions, it's gonna be a internal rotator of the shoulder because it attaches on that anterior part of the shoulder and comes from that inside portion. It's also going to adduct that shoulder. So adduct meaning bring the shoulder in closer to the body. And so that's gonna be a real important function of the lat as opposed to abduct, bring it up. And then the other one is it's gonna extend. Um, so typically when we think of extending the shoulder, it's bringing the shoulder kind of behind the body. So this is going to be true both in terms of when our shoulders kind of rest at neutral, but it's going to have even more leverage and more power when our shoulders are already flexed, having that strong lat muscle to pull it directly down to extend it below. And that's going to be really important when we talk about some of the workouts that we can do for this muscle. So. That's kind of, that's the muscle, kind of the overview of the origin insertion action, the innervation, what it gets its kind of nerve supply from. Now let's talk into actually how to work it out and what it, what we commonly use it for. So the lat is a fantastic muscle um, for power at the shoulder and stability of the back. So we already talked about all those kind of broad, thick attachments that um, engage it on the whole back. So. For back stability, this can be something that people can engage really well and get a lot of leverage from that area. So any kind of like really heavy lifts that people will do as far as, you know, power lifting and things like that, they'll, by engaging your lats, that's allowing you to get an enhanced stability throughout the back of your spine and throughout the back of your call, throughout the kind of, yeah, back portion of your spine back area where you want stability in there for the most part and then still getting leverage to pull through your arm. So it's a great fixation. So that that muscle, or then even more your arm muscles and kind of strong back muscles can help do the rest of the pulling from there. Because it's far easier to pull and have leverage on a segment that's somewhat rigid when you're using your lats really well for a strong muscle pull than it is if the segment's kind of all floppy around. The way I think of it is it's easier to pull on a 
chain, like a metal chain that kind of keeps going as you pull along, than it is to pull on a metal spring. With this spring, there's oscillation and movement in there. So if you use that lat to help keep things rigid and fixed down, all other motion that occurs is gonna be nice and taut so that you can actually apply the tension to it how it's meant to be applied. So the lat is one good stabilizer of that area. But when we talk about actually just using the lat, isolating the lat for different functions, you know, the first thing we think of is pull-ups. So you can, you know, use it for rock climbing, um, any other action where you have your hand right above you, above your head and pulling it back down. So any kind of, you know, talk about different pull-ups, different pull-up variations from the back. And so the lat's great for this. Now we've talked in the past about different types of muscle contraction, whether it's concentric, isometric, or eccentric. And all those can totally, you can do those during the pull-up for sure. Um, so again, concentric's just a typical muscle action, doing that pull-up, going up, nice and slow, and fast and explosive, whatever you wanna do. Isometric, and the ways you can emphasize this muscle kind of burning in there, is once you're at that top of the pull, just holding it up there for a second or two, just to really get that nice, good, kind of deep burn in the area, uh, then let it eccentrically, let it lower back down nice and slow. So you can do, for people who have either a hard time doing pull-ups or pull-ups are just too easy for them, it's easy to, you know, add weight to the pull-ups, either get a belt on that you can tie some weight to, or, you know, you got a dumbbell that you're just holding between your feet to easily add some weight to. Or the other thing you can do too, is if pull-ups are too hard for the stage you're at right now, you get one of those thick resistance bands and you tie it around the pull-up bar. And what that's actually gonna do is that's gonna take off a percentage of your body weight. So if you've got a nice thick resistance band, and then you step into it to put tension on it, all of a sudden that resistance band wants to catapult and spring up part of your weight. So if you're weighing, you know, at 180 pounds and you put a certain level of resistance band on, you might only be lifting 100 pounds worth of your actual weight, all of a sudden making it much more doable for yourself to pull yourself up compared to how it would have been before for you. So those are some good strategies to kind of mitigate it, the effect of the weight or enhance with adding more weight to it, just to make it more appropriate to put the muscle under load that you want to be under. Now, so that's kind of the, uh, the pull-up is a closed chain way to exercise that muscle. Again, it's closed chain because we've got that distal, the part away from the body fixation. It's fixated grabbing the bar. But if we want an open chain way to work the lat, two of my favorite exercises to do for this, and they're kind of the same exercise in the way they work, the way they work the body, is the first one is just a uh, standing shoulder pullback. So what you'll do for this, you'll stand up usually with a cable machine, kind of grab onto that rope, and with your um, kind of stabilizing from the hamstrings and everything, hinging from the hips, bending forward just a tiny bit, you'll keep those elbows nice and straight, arms by your side, and just pull them back, extending the arms back behind you while you're facing that bar. This is a good one for the lats, because again, what do the lats do? The lats are really focused on the extension part of it to really help in there. And so that's a fantastic way to get a burn in some of the back part of the lats. Another way to do it that's really good, especially for eccentric to get a full burn, are pullovers. So what you're doing for this is you're, uh, you're laying on some kind of bench. You've got the dumbbell, uh, almost like in a goblet squat position 
but it's directly over your head. You're kind of holding it in a triangle crew grip. So it's like almost over your face, um, like where you bench press something up. Uh, then you're very slowly letting that bar go from the straight up position to actually go over your head and flex up over your head. So it's directly above you, and then you're letting it go kind of curl up over your head so your shoulders are flexed more and more and more. And you're doing this very slow and controlled, eccentrically. And why this works the lats is because it's an eccentric muscle action of the lats that normally extend you, but instead of extending you in this case, they're controlling that shoulder flexion to lower slowly down. Now when you're doing this, your back might want to arch a little bit. And we actually want to prevent it from, again, normal. a little bit of normal arch is what we want anatomically, but you don't want it to overarch, to overstrain that area. Because what happens is, we, we talked about the lat, it attaches down by your butt and by your low back, right? So as you put tension on it from one end at a tough muscle strain, you're actually going to have demand on it from the other side as well, and that's why your back arches, because that muscle stretches out so much. But what you want to do is you want to fixate kind of stabilize that lower back so it doesn't move too much and so that way when you're doing that eccentric action you're truly keeping it a eccentric load on the back and keeping that back nice and stable not rounding too much and when you do that that can also help with preserving the muscle length of the tissue so that, that lat doesn't get way too tight on you so again if you want to do eccentric action make sure that the muscles not kind of you're keeping it fixed from one end from the end down by the butt so that it's not coming up and creeping up on you so that way you keep that lat nice and have a good tissue length to it while you're still getting the good workout for it and that's a great way to get an open chain kind of burn nice muscle workout of that lat so that's kind of ways to work out the lat um you know we talked about a couple exercises for it now, what are some other issues that come up with the lat? So we talked about it being a great stabilizer and what it can do for that, but it can also be a stabilizer in the sense of it can restrict motion, it can be too tight. So, you know, when we talk about the lat covering all that area of the back, the lumbar region, for sure, the thoracolumbar fascia, uh, then also having it attach, you know, span the whole tissue length up a lot of that thoracic spine area, not quite on the, spinous processes but up around the rib cage the lat can actually restrict a lot of um, external rotation of the shoulder because it's an internal rotator but also it can restrict thoracic spine rotation just by the extra compressive force it can apply through there so you know even by just helping to stretch out the lat reduce the muscle tension on the lat for some people if the lat's overly tight that can be one factor that can contribute to decreased rotation about that thoracic spine. Now there can be many other factors as well. You know, um, it's not, you want to get some kind of, you know, uh, a physical therapist or another kind of, um, somebody in the medical field that understands the body as a movement system very well to be able to determine if you do have a loss of range of motion, where that's actually coming from and why that actually matters or if it is important for you for what you're trying to go after or not. And so, you know, yeah, those can be good ways of getting that lat nice and loose in those areas. A lot of people kind of find tension points in their lats by the back of the armpit area. Probably, you know, about two inches lower than that armpit, kind of on that back flap fold of skin muscle in that area. 
and that can be a lot of tension. So a great way to loosen that up is to get a foam roller on that baby or a lacrosse ball or whatever and just roll that sucker right out. So again, that arm overhead, kind of stretching out that lat to externally rotate the shoulder because it's an internally ro internal rotator. It bring that arm into flexion all the way above the head because again, the lat's an extender, so you're stretching it out. Then you get a lacrosse ball, foam roller, any other kind of tool you want to get the soft tissue release right on it. Get that lat to relax. And hey, reach like anything. So again, test your shoulder motion, see how that's going first. Uh, then you do the intervention, you stretch it out, you get the foam roller on it, then retest your shoulder range of motion, see if that feels any different for you or not. And that can be a fantastic factor. Um, and way of addressing just tightness for muscle soreness after a workout or an actual restriction in range of motion for yourself. So that can be a great, great way to focus on recovery in that area. So hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode, learning a little bit more about the lat, kind of what it does um, beyond just the muscle that, you know, gives you wings, helps you fly. They say Red Bull gives you wings. No, man, lats, lats give you wings. Lats are your wings, help you fly, do those good pull-ups in the area. Anyways, I'm getting back to CrossFit at San Francisco. Um, looking forward to learning a lot more for the great PTs out here. Um, yeah, I'm just freaking pumped about this, man. I mean, it's going to be a crazy cool time. Already halfway done with the first day and ready to get back after it again. All right. Until next time, simply not easy.